It's a really novel approach to using blockchain and crypto, one that I haven't really heard otherwise. It actually has utility, believe it or not, right? <laughs> you know, help discover new talent and, and curate great content. Who are we to decide who should get that support? I mean, that's how the industry's been for a hundred years. But I've heard you guys talking about names like Kevin Smith. We did uh, one with Steven Soderbergh. Will we see a movie about Bitcoin, blockchain, crypto? Have you seen any of them pitched? Oh, and Kevin Smith is actually going to be playing the priest in that film. And we're actually, today is our first shoot day. There are seemingly endless use cases for blockchain technology. But today's conversation is about one of the most novel that I've ever heard. Leo Matchett and I discussed decentralized pictures, where effectively a filmmaker or an artist can submit an idea or a part of a film to an audience. They pay to do it, and then the ones that get voted the best are actually funded and made, and they've won huge awards, been to the Tribeca Film Festival, making films with Kevin Smith. This is the real deal, and it's all happening based on blockchain technology. We'll tell you how. That's dope. Maybe you should start by giving us some context. What is Decentralized Pictures? Sure, yeah. Uh, Decentralized Pictures is a 501c3 nonprofit to support the cinematic arts. Um, we do that by you know offering finance to filmmakers. And we also offer you know mentorship opportunities and you know other types of support uh, to to really you know help discover new talent and and curate great content. Um, we, you know, obviously as a public charity, we we have limited resources. So we use, uh, I would say, a, a unique method or methodology for determining which filmmakers are most deserving of the support that we can offer. And so we ask our community, you know, based on the submissions, who they think uh, we should support. And we we record all of that voting data when we ask them onto a blockchain so we can validate transparency and um, you know fairness in the process we also uh use somewhat unique uh method to incentivize that behavior within the platform for people to review and give us their opinions so there's a peer-to-peer -peer payment between submitters and reviewers uh for that peer review and and so that happens uh, as someone submits a project they pay a submission fee it doesn't actually come to the foundation. It goes into a smart contract, which then pays out people who give their opinion on, on the project. So I guess it's literally the opposite of Kickstarter. Instead of asking the world for money, you're you're essentially paying the world to tell you if they like your material or not. It's a really novel approach to using blockchain and crypto, one that I haven't really heard otherwise. It actually has utility, believe it or not, right? <laughs> I think that we've had this thing where we've had a lot of solutions in search of a problem, but it seems like you're actually solving for something here. Yeah, you know, we we want it to be a meritocracy, right? Um, like I said, we we can't support everyone. And so who are we to decide who should get that support? I mean, that's how the industry's been for a hundred years. It's a centralized group of decision makers determining who who gets money and, and opportunities in the film industry, whether it be a boardroom of execs or you know an independent financier, uh, we're we're trying to decentralize that process and give you know power to the audiences to tell us what they want to see, and you know there's there's value in that we think because we're getting pre money market testing data to mitigate the risk that we have by investing in in these projects and these artists.
almost like a paying folk you're paying as a producer or filmmaker for a focus group in advance of making your film that's right yeah exactly exactly that that's you know i guess the 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 power of blockchain allows us to do that because we can very efficiently have peer-to-peer payments for that data and um as long as an artist can prove that the world agrees their their material is great then you know we are happy to support them and and actually we feel like once they've gone through that process they should have creative control they've they've kind of earned that um you know opportunity to speak their voice and on the screen and and do it how they they see fit because enough people have believed in them uh and we you know as a general policy we don't take any ownership in the ip of of the submissions um we feel like that obviously should remain with with the artist and we actually you know hash all of the the work that they upload and put it on chain as well so there's you know some protection in, in terms of their their intellectual property rights and being owned at a certain point in time as they upload it onto the blockchain we of course recommend they register it with the copyright office or the library of congress prior to uploading uh anything to our platform because it you know can be seen by, by others um, but that's no no new problem i suppose in terms of doing similar campaigns with with kickstarter indiegogo or other crowdfunding platforms you theoretically obviously could have done this without the blockchain or even technology some sort of submission platform and voting so what made you actually go in this route you said there's a token there that incentivizes uh people to participate how'd you fall in love with that side of the technology and choose to actually utilize it for what you were building yeah well you know i fell in love with the technology pretty early on um myself and roman coppola did this little bitcoin mining operation at one of our offices and in a sound stage in, in burbank when, back in the day um which was sort of the entree for our company and in, into the the space and then um when you know ethereum and smart contracts became a reality it clicked some light bulbs in our heads and how we could approach you know making filmmaking more fair and accessible to to diverse voices and um yeah artists that may not have access to to the means necessary to jump into the business um but you know the the main reasons that we didn't do it as a web 2 application is you know the efficiency of payments peer-to-peer -peer is obviously a big one um with, with conventional monetary systems it can cost sometimes you run into the the stamp is worth more than the the check in the envelope problem um so you know we we figured that this is a very cheap and efficient way to pay thousands uh, however many people dynamically without any human interaction in, in a peer-to-peer -peer fashion um but then also you know um the transparency of it all we we wanted to be able to validate fairness in the process and having a public decentralized ledger record all of the interactivity on on the application in terms of voting submitting liking other people's votes etc um all of that is recorded so it's auditable and immutable for anyone to check out and you know validate if they if they want to uh and then you know the the incentive is the other thing right uh if we were to have a database to to track the the credits within the system it's it's centralized so you know internally or if someone were to hack it it could be changed and and no one would be the wiser whereas with with a you know blockchain asset it's easily tracked and you can see how many exist and and that inherently gives it 
the value um, and the incentive for people to participate. You mentioned being a Bitcoin miner early with Roman Coppola. Obviously, that's a big name. Uh, and it leads to the next question is how big are these films that you're making? Because I think the impression when you hear about it is that these would be tiny indie films. But I've heard you guys talking about names like Kevin Smith and the Tribeca Film Festival. So you guys are making really meaningful work here utilizing this platform. Yeah, you know, um, for the first while we figured, let's sort of walk the dog on a leash, uh, so to speak, before we let it run wild in terms of um, <laughs> the decision making. Uh, and so we wanted to make sure the system's working as intended. Um, so what we st have started with is is completion funding. So we basically come in for the last mile of projects that need, you know, post-production support or sound mix or you know, print and advertising, whatever it is, they they have haven't made it across the finish line, and um, you know, so we for 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 some of the first films, we figured that's sort of a, a way to dip our toe into into some of the larger financing awards that we're giving away. That said, we do we have done many development phase uh, of film life cycle awards as well, um, but uh, for the larger ones to start, we decided that completion funds is probably a, a good way to mitigate our risk as a company um so you know with the tribeca example that you just said yeah that was a, a great documentary about reggae and caribbean culture in, in new york and um its influence on hip-hop music and american culture more generally it's a really great film called bad like brooklyn dance hall it was uh the first film of, of to sell out all the screenings at tribeca this year so we're super excited about that um and then uh yeah with with the kevin smith one uh that is uh a short film but it, it's really designed to to you know kickstart a filmmaker's career so how that worked is it was a screenplay submission um phase award so you know we had tons of people submit their screenplays for short film comedy and uh the community voted uh and and then the the number one rated script Kevin and his team uh, got behind and now they're helping produce the film. Um, we actually um, have uh, Mina Suvari as playing the mom in that in that film. And Kevin Smith is actually going to be playing the priest in that film. And we're actually today is our first shoot day. We're shooting today, tomorrow and Sunday on that. And, and the idea is these these two great Brazilian filmmakers, Gabby uh, and Isabella, Gabby Fishman and Isabella Aris, um won that award and they're directing the film and it's sort of their their debut film after graduating film school but with the support of kevin smith and his production team to to you know make it happen um not that they couldn't do it on their own but obviously that's a big big leg up and uh the idea is to walk them into uh some shops once it's done as a proof of concept and hopefully sell it into a, a series or, or a feature film um, to really kickstart their careers. And, and we're actually doing another very similar style award in the horror genre with uh, a brain trust of, of very seasoned um, professionals that I probably shouldn't name right now because it's not- Name names. <laughs> um, this is your chance um, to tell tens yeah. of people about what's coming. Come on. <laughs> yeah, no, people, people will be super excited about it. I'll say that. Horror legends of the genre are going to hopefully be supporting a, a similar style award um and then yeah we, we've got lots on the go we we did uh one with steven soderberg 
a, a great film called Kaidita won that and and Steven is now an executive producer on that film um and they got a hundred thousand dollars in completion funds for for that we just launched a two hundred thousand dollar documentary um completion funds award in partnership with this film company called Sidewinder they've done many films um over the years uh that are you know have large social impact uh so they're they're a reputable company and, and we're excited to be working with them and uh yeah there we we just completed a what we call the iphone filmmaking initiative in partnership with apple to uh give out iphones to filmmakers to you know go out and make three to five minute short films we they just delivered those films earlier this week actually and and so we're excited to be sharing those um with the world and and hopefully you know create some opportunities for the filmmakers as well so yeah you know it's it's a mixed bag there's there's larger films and completion funds where we come in for the last mile but then there's also smaller ones that you know we we help throughout the entire life cycle i mean is the goal eventually to be in some way usually utilizing blockchain technology to make full-on blockbusters like you know top five movies billion dollar earners well for kevin smith we can get clerks 17 or whatever it is yeah you know um yeah i mean that would be awesome right I, the, the thing about the the way we've structured this this entity is all of the money that comes into it has to be used for the nonprofit purpose which is to support the arts and specifically cinematic arts and and diverse voices uh storytellers so um as we are hopefully successful into the future and we get more and more money into the fund there's no telling how big the awards could get because they're you know uh, part part of that structure is is as a tax exempt organization you know there are benefits um to to for in, in a tax sense uh and also we can take donations from people so you know people that want to support the arts and uh you know create opportunities for filmmakers can do so and and you know obviously as a 501c3 we're obligated to give that money to filmmakers and it's stuck in this loop so it it all has to to be used for that purpose so um yeah as the fund hopefully grows we want to increase the size of the awards absolutely yeah i mean i vaguely remember you guys telling me about the mining in the studio before Oh yeah. You guys still mine in the studio. Maybe it was Michael I was talking to or something, but I know we had this conversation. No, so you know, still a rig somewhere back there hidden or we so the the studio was used a long time for this internet TV show and then it got canceled. So they they gave up the lease and it was empty for about a year. And during that time we mined and we it wasn't very profitable, you know, like we were it breaking in with a little alone. bit of profit <laughs> <laughs> but we ended up keeping a lot of the bitcoin which was nice because then you know five years later it, it was worth something but uh at the time it wasn't profitable and um so when we got a new tenant we we had to take the miners out and and fill the space with, with and rent it <laughs> but we we did keep some of the miners i think they're they're in, um some of them are in the storage unit or somewhere, you know. They'll make around. a really good prop in one of your movies one day, I, I, I'm sure. Will we see yeah. a movie about Bitcoin, blockchain, crypto? Have you seen any of them pitched? Uh, yeah, there's there's a couple in the platform right now that are about blockchain. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm that's trying to awesome. I want to vote on those. Get them in there. Yeah, 
yeah, you should get in there and go vote. Um, I'm trying to recall the, the titles of those, but there's a lot, so it's it's tough. But yeah, there's there's definitely been some blockchain uh, films submitted, certainly. So let's talk about theoretical other applications in the movie industry for blockchain technology or for, or for platforms. Is there anything else that you're seeing that's interesting? Anything you would start yourself or any just great ideas that maybe you... Uh, want a patent right now and then share. <laughs> well, I better um, not talk about them yet. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, you know, I still think, and and we thought this in 2015 when this light bulb uh, came on and, uh, and Ethereum was, was all of a sudden a reality. Um, the biggest disruptor, I think, is going to be in the distribution um, side of, of the film life cycle because, you know, it's an age old problem. People have always complained about the the transparency in, in you know, residuals and in the waterfall of uh, income and, you know, how much is actually being spent on print and advertising uh, in these marketing campaigns. And, uh, you know, it's, it's sort of this saying, people say that it's, it's the films that, how does it go? It's films that lose money that, that end up making the most money for the studios or something like that. And because of bundling projects together into a slate, even if a film is profitable, sometimes the others aren't. And so the package that you're involved in may, may you know, not ever pay you anything in, in terms of net participation in, in the project. So um, I think that putting that 100% on chain in terms of the dollar spent at the box office or the, the click to... to you know, rent or buy uh, on a platform or even stream um, could easily all be recorded and be a transparent situation. Of course, there are companies that don't want that to happen. I mean, there's collection account management companies. Yeah, uh, like the, that, the sound you know, scans of the world and music, uh, obviously. But I've seen this application be at least tested in music. And it makes so much sense. I mean, people don't realize, you know, your song gets played on Spotify and you're an artist and you get your fraction of a penny twice a year, you know, six months later or whatever. And it's probably inaccurate. You're probably not getting credit for your actual play. It may just be like a chop up of things that were played in a restaurant one day. And yeah. this could all be solved with a small, smart contract and could literally be distributed to, distributed to you in real time when it's being played effectively. It could trigger an event at the time of play that that automatically sends you your your slice of that pay pie, if you will. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. We're, we're actually developing a, uh, a what we call um, the watch uh, tab in our app, and it's I think going to be the first totally free um, on chain waterfall distribution streaming platform and so a lot of the, there are many others out there that are doing that but um they typically charge a fee somewhere you know between five and thirty percent of of each download or, or purchase and so you know as a nonprofit, it only felt right for us to do it for free um and put it all on chain um for transparency purposes the only fee they'll have to pay is we need to keep it spam free and, and porn free and illegal content free. So um, we have our community, we have this moderation process within the community. When someone uploads a project, it doesn't go live right away. We have volunteer community members that act as moderators and they actually get a small slice of the submission fee for reviewing the work and making sure it, it abides by the, 
um, submission guidelines. So basically within the MPA rating system, not, nothing illegal. Uh, and once they do that, then it goes live, but we're going to have that same process for, for this streaming um, utility. And uh, so they would have to pay for the moderator, but it'd be a couple of dollars just to get it up there. Um, so yeah, but after that, all of the residual and, and waterfall payments would be done through a smart contract and all on chain. Is there anything happening on the regulatory or legislative front that concerns you guys or affects what you're doing, having a token and things like that? Um, well, you know, it's it's a a bit of a, a gray area, I think. Um, obviously, there's some very high profile court cases and lawsuits happening at the moment with you know, high profile companies and high profile regulators. Uh, so we'll see how all that shakes out. But um, we've done our best to be as careful and and um, yeah, diligent as we, we think we can um, to, to still maintain a viable product. So uh, I would say as far as risk goes, I think we're on the lower end of, of the spectrum. But um, you know, I don't think anyone is is immune to to it. So I think anyone in this space, everyone in this space has some risk. Uh, but yeah, I, I would say um, we we've done our best to to adhere to. You know, we've followed our our the advice of our our legal team uh, to a T. So what um, chain is it built on? How did you choose how you're going to actually do this? Who programmed the smart contracts? How did you actually make it happen? Yeah, so we're we're built on um, uh, what we call TalentNet. It is it is our own blockchain, and I can get into the reasons behind that. It's a fork of uh, the Tezos blockchain. When we built it in um, 2019, it was you know one of the only proof of stake blockchains out there that was you know functional, and there wasn't really layer twos available at the time, like you know Polygon and whatnot. So. Um, it, it we we launched it in what we call sort of a fair launch uh anyone could buy a a single reel as we called it uh so you know you can participate and everyone started in the proof of stake with the same stake uh in the network which was kind of cool we thought um and then uh, the reason we did that really is because we have this incentive model behavior in our in our uh incentivized behavior in, in the app and with gas prices being so like <laughs> unpredictable we didn't want to be beholden and have you know the price of gas control our destiny like if 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 people are forced to pay gas to vote then they may not earn as much as they paid in gas which totally destroys our incentive model so what we do is when they vote they actually sign a message with their their parameters and their intent to vote and then it passes to the contract which then submits it to the chain on their behalf it validates the signatures so we actually as a foundation pay the gas for all the interaction within within the application to not disincentivize the participation of voting and uh we could easily go bankrupt if we're paying too much in gas we looked at bundling and batching transactions and all that but it just seemed like the right thing to do um, and it's it's kind of there's something kind of I don't know romantic about it arts and culture specifically cinematic uh, culture focused blockchain and so we've talked to many other companies that are keen to to 
do things with us in our ecosystem as well. Um, and so, yeah, we're, we're excited about it and it's run very smoothly. It's done the trick perfectly for, for our needs. Um, and yeah, uh, another reason is we, we wanted it to be decentralized. We, we did not want to have control of, of this chain. So it's actually totally decoupled from the foundation. Uh, there, there is no control that the foundation has over the chain at this point. It's all run by node operators from the community. So, so that uh, there's other companies and applications of your blockchain. So now that you've built this blockchain, how else could you potentially use it? Yeah, I mean, for for any use case that requires a smart contract, we we are looking at uh, some NFT applications, um, obviously distribution. We're looking at um, using our methodology for decentralized decision making and incentivized voting for selecting people for for a film in terms of casting um, for different crew positions for selecting locations uh you know which of these locations is better for a car chase or scarier haunted house uh um and you can have the community weigh in on these creative decisions and participate in in helping to make the film obviously there's there's a lot of work that's going to go into building all that but um you know people are excited to get market data and which actually breaks down into demographic data about say which audition tape you know resonated more with you as as a viewer who do you think should get this part in the film um and it's interesting doing tests you know you'll have men 25 to 40 in europe like one person and and the same demographic in north america like someone else and you're like wait what why is that you know why it adds a lot of value and it's very cheap and and quick uh, to get that data uh so you know, I think that there's so many different applications and use cases that this technology can can be used for to make the filmmaking process um, more efficient and and you know collaborative. Why be a non for profit? Uh, well, that's a great question. Thank you for asking. So you know, it goes back to um, yeah. I mean, obviously, I work with with American Zoetrope and, and the Directors Bureau. American Zoetrope was founded in 1969, you know, by Francis Ford Coppola and George Lucas went up to San Francisco and wanted to sort of take a step away from the typical Hollywood formulaic decision-making, you know, models. And that same ethos is what sort of came into to putting this project together. And, you know, looking at the values that, you know, even earliest blockchains and like the cypherpunks sort of built this tech around it's about having freedom the sovereignty of of information and value and and not being beholden to uh, a single entity or power that can control you um and so when we were structuring it we we thought you know as as a for-profit company you know the goals really of the executives are to to maximize profit and and even if you sort of started off on this road with good intentions, it could eventually change when personnel changes or the climate changes in, in the industry, whatnot. But as a nonprofit, you're very sort of stuck to the mission. And if you deviate from that, you you lose your nonprofit status with the IRS and um you you can't uh you know continue <laughs> to operate. But anyway, uh, the point is it just felt like to make it the best thing it can be it needs to be like pure 
in terms of its mission and its intention. And it just felt like that structure was the most in line with the ethos of of blockchain and and its purpose um, for you know not giving power to a single individual. I mean, we have an eleven person board that right. you know um, decides a lot of things in in terms of the company and and you know our whole decision making uh, in terms of financing we put in the hands of of the community. So. Yeah, it just felt like at the time, you know, there was no Wyoming Dow laws and whatnot. It, it seemed like the most um, obvious for long-term success uh, of this idea. And it really is an idea. It's it's sort of this experiment that can people decide what they want to see. A lot of people in Hollywood would say they can't, uh, that they have to be told what they to like through advertising and whatnot. So, um, yeah, it just seemed like the, the best thing um, for the longevity of the co company. Where can people check you out, participate, start to vote on films, uh, submit their films? What's the best way for people to find you guys? Yeah, decentralized.pictures is our website. You can go there and click sign up. Uh, you can check out some of the awards that are available to apply for, financing opportunities or you know mentoring opportunities. Yeah, see if the rest of the world likes your stuff. And yeah, join the Discord. Uh, a lot of people there are always talking about films. If you're a film fan or filmmaker, yeah, we'd love to have you join the community. Final question. Can we get you to adopt the nickname Machete? <laughs> um, I mean, sure. You look yeah. like a machete. You're making horror films. It's time. Uh, I've, I've played at hockey my whole life and you know grew up in Toronto. And that was one of the nicknames I had on, on a sure. hockey team at one point. I, I can't imagine it's novel. It's like someone asking me if I would be the milkman, which I've heard 90,000 times in my life. <laughs> yeah. Right, really? Leo, well, thank you so much, man, for taking the time. I really love what you guys are doing. And I uh, can't wait to see the next films. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks.